It was about halfway through Aaron Rodgers' hour-long interview with Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk on the Pat McAfee Show that I, I found myself agreeing with the Green Bay Packers quarterback. No, hear me out. Hear me out. We'll, I'll, I'll get into the issues that I have with Aaron Rodgers, um, which goes beyond just the fact that he's kind of smarmy. I found myself, though, agreeing with a point that Rodgers made a couple of different times. And I think it's worth listening to that. Tuning in, rooting against us for one reason and one reason only. It's because of, uh, you know, my vaccination status and them wanting to see us lose so they could pile on. Okay, that was actually the wrong clip. That was not what I wanted to play at all. Here, I found myself agreeing with something that Aaron Rodgers had to say. And not information sharing that's fact-checked by the same individuals who are, you know, running the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, dear God, not that one either. I definitely don't agree with that. Like, that's 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 not something that I think. That, at some point here, we're going to find something that Aaron Rodgers said during that interview that I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. And I've said it before about both you guys and, you know, the, the, the boys on the show. Uh, one of the main reasons that you know have so much love and appreciation for you guys is because you guys are unapologetically yourselves and you're authentic uh i think i mean most of us that's what we strive to be right we strive to be ourselves and and to be authentic and i think there's parts of us that die inside a little bit when we feel like we have to act or play a role or not be able to be entirely ourselves there it is that's the thing that he said that i was like yeah you know what? I, I think that sounds a lot like what I feel, especially recently. This idea of being true to yourself and not being either embarrassed or defensive about who you are, being open to learning new things. That that idea of being unapologetically yourself, like, yeah, I, 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 I completely am behind that. And I, I think Rogers believes it too. The problem is, I don't see what is unapologetically individualistic or unapologetically yourself about someone who misled reporters about being vaccinated, which Aaron Rodgers clearly did. In August, he was asked, have, have you been vaccinated? Have you taken the shot? He said, yeah, I've been immunized. And he now has an explanation for why he wasn't truthful. But look... Anybody that's been in that situation, at the 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 kindest, the most charitable description was he was deliberately evasive, and and I don't even think that covers it because he he deliberately misled people about that, and then over the next few months he didn't wear a mask like he was supposed to, specifically in interviews with with the media and he said that's because he thinks that rule by the NFL is stupid and look I'm maybe it is he said he was always 20 feet away but here's the thing that was also behavior that allowed him to avoid tipping off anyone that he wasn't vaccinated which he had specifically led them to believe so so those facts and kind of his behavior sits very much at odds with this idea of I'm just myself and I make no apologies to anyone. I'm just I'm just doing what I think is right. Like if he had just come out and said, no, I'm not vaccinated. And I think that the natural remedies, I think that the, the course of treatment that I'm taking is just as good as that. I would have thought he's misguided. I would have thought, you know what, th that's 
you're probably you're probably hip deep in a diet of bad information. Like I don't I I think it's bad that you're doing that and your prominence means that other people are going to are are going to follow that and take that as a cue. I th- I think that's a bad thing, but I could see how a well-intentioned person could get that place. I could see like someone who was, hey, I'm just being unapologetically myself and I'm seeking answers and taking responsibility for my own health could could get to that point where they decide they don't want the vaccine. None of that, none of that is compatible. Like you can't square that with the behavior that Rogers took, which was to deliberately mislead and and then to essentially cover it up until he caught COVID and then it became clear because he was the NFL put him on a different list and everybody he's not vaccinated. So we'll get a little bit more into this because I there's more to talk about with Aaron Rodgers and specifically him feeling that people are singling him out because of his vaccination status, I think misrepresents what actually has gone on. And, and I, I honestly, I think there's a part of Aaron that, that wants to be the person he's describing. It's just that his, his actions over these past four months, really not just since he got COVID, but before that, they don't correlate. They don't correspond to the kind of sort of, sort of independence and and free thinking critical thinker that that he's describing himself as it is that the dang apostrophe i'm danny o'neill it is a new podcast that is going to be partnered shared with the newsletter that i've been writing over these past few months Um, the podcast will be part of the subscription plan for the newsletter, which is going to kick in next week. But I'd like to turn our attention for just a moment to jolly old England. Yeah, I I generally tend to be um, fairly snide about the Brits. I have the feeling that we we kicked them out of the country 200 years ago and they shouldn't be we shouldn't be looking to them for our cues and our guidance much anymore. And it's something that I've reconsidered over specifically over the past week, because I don't know if any of you have been following the fact that Boris Johnson, who is the prime minister over there, you might just know him as the dude with the disheveled hair. He, he, he looks he looks a bit of a wreck. He's, he's the prime minister. He's overseen Brexit. Um, he's actually, in overseeing Brexit, accomplished a pretty significant thing that a lot of people thought he wouldn't be able to do, which was, was orchestrating the exit from the European Union and then negotiating a trade deal with so 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 England could trade goods with the European Union and I don't know enough to get into how well that's all worked out for for the Brits but he's come under a lot of fire over having social gatherings at 10 Downing Street which is number 10 is what they refer to it over there and and this week I was listening to the daily podcast from the New York Times and they had they had sound from the at the House of Commons where there has been increasingly raucous calls for his resignation. And I, I realize like we're missing the boat here. Like we need we need a house of government that sounds much more like the House of Commons. Cause right now, like C SPAN's boring. I, I when I first heard this, I kind of thought it was a Saturday Night Live skit, but this is this is a member of the Labor Party. Uh, they're in the House, a member of the Labor Party who sits in the House of Commons, one of the MPs there, uh, talking about how his response to to Boris Johnson initially saying he didn't realize that these 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 gatherings, these garden parties is what they've been calling them, 
uh, were actually social gatherings. So the prime minister didn't spot that he was at a social event. <laughs> that, that's the excuse, isn't it? Come off it. I mean, how stupid does the prime minister think the British people are? It's the it's the background noise that gets to me. There's applause. There's laughter. It's, it's not quite an improv performance, but it's it's generally acceptable for for people to cheer and to jeer. Like it's it's a much more raucous setting. Like at one point, member of the Conservative Party, which Boris Johnson's the, the part of, he he moves over to the Labour Party in the House of Commons, and it's almost like there's a pep rally going on. Here here is another. Another MP from the Labour Party who is who is running that like their 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 speeches are they're not quite pro wrestling promos, but but they're kind of close like this. This is hilarious. After months of deceit and deception, the pathetic spectacle of a man who's run out of road. His defense, his defense that he didn't realize he was at a party. (laughs) It is so ridiculous that it's actually offensive to the British public. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like, who, who wouldn't be more entertained? I mean, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't be encouraging a little more uh, theater in, in, our, in our house of government, but as I was listening to it, I was like, this is, this is entertaining programming. Like, this is content. I'd, I'd, I'd watch more C-SPAN if there was this sort of stuff. Now, here is a member of the conservative a member of the conservative party, a well-tenured, like a senior member, uh, David Davis, who he, he, he decides he's had enough of old Boris. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Like many on these benches, I spent weeks and months defending the prime minister uh, against often angry constituents. I reminded them of his success in delivering Brexit and the vaccine and many other things. But I expect my leaders to shoulder the responsibility for the actions they take. Yesterday, he did the opposite of that. So I'll remind him of a quotation altogether too familiar to him of Leo Amory to Neville Chamberlain. You have sat there too long for all the good you have done. In the name of God, go. Order, Prime Minister. I, I, I must say to the right honourable gentleman, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I must say to the right old gentleman, I don't know what he's talking about. As Davis is saying that, he's staring daggers into the back of Boris's head. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, he quoted this famous quote that was delivered to, to Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've sat there too long for all the good you've done. In the name of God, go. <laughs> So I, I was I was I was entertained. Um, I'll, I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out, but more interested to see that, like, that's I guess that's just how they roll in the House of Commons. I was aware I, I was I was aware that the the guy that presides over the House of Commons can be a little theatrical. Like I've heard those before, but I didn't realize the whole thing was like that. I'll get back to Rogers now. And I think over the past couple of weeks, one of the things that has really occurred to me or that I've seen is that he really thinks he's been wronged in this in this whole setup that the way this has come down and the amount of scrutiny and criticism that he's faced is 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 really unfair 
and, and there's a part of me that that looks at the reaction and sort of the glee that people took in seeing the the Packers lose on Saturday to the to the San Francisco 49ers. They didn't their loss didn't have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers' vaccination status. Like I, I don't I don't think it did. And I actually think that most people, like the degree of antagonism toward Rodgers is is not just the fact that he's unvaccinated. Because there are other quarterbacks that are unvaccinated. Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson. Um, none of them were deceitful about it, though, in the same way that Rodgers was. And none of them kind of bristled at the criticism that they received over it. And and I think those two factors, the, the first being that, that Rodgers was, I mean, charitably less than honest about it and and then that he's clearly he's clearly hearing the criticism and that's something you learn in grade school right is not to let if if someone's criticizing you don't let them know that you hear it i i think that's part of the reason why why the criticism has has been so significant but it's also just criticism right like there's not he hasn't been prevented from doing his job. He hasn't lost salary. His state farm commercials are still airing. Like that's they're part of the rotation. He hasn't been th- this idea that there's some sort of cancel culture. I think woke mob was the term he used that that has cost him all of this stuff. Basically, people have been mean to him on the internet. That's in terms of the consequences. The, the consequences that, that came because he was unvaccinated. And I'm, I'm taking out the fact that he got sick because people who have been vaccinated have then gotten, gotten COVID. The, the whole, but strictly speaking from his the social or occupational penalties that he suffered, he got fined $14,500 for not following mask protocols. Which Rogers said was because he attended a Halloween party and didn't it, it, with a small number of people. He said all of whom were vaccinated, but he went to the party, so he he got fined for that. Some MVP voter, a guy named Hub Arkish that nobody really knows, called him a jerk on during a a, a radio interview in Chicago. Said he's the biggest jerk in the league, and you wouldn't vote for him because of that. And that's 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 related to off the field stuff and. Pro- if he wants to say that's because he's unvaccinated or because he lied about it, like that's that's a negative consequence. I'll say that. Like one of the fifty guys that votes for the most important award for players is, is basically has some sort of personal grievance against against Rogers. But has there been more stuff? Is is there, is there stuff that I'm missing? Because he missed a game, but he got paid for that, and he missed a game because he tested positive for COVID. He wasn't suspended or anything, and and yet from the first point. That Rogers, the fact that Rogers was unvaccinated was revealed. He's very clearly fan. I'm now in the crosshairs. I'm now I, everything is bearing down on me. And reality is, in right now, if you say if you if you are any semblance of a public figure and you say something about the vaccine, whether it's that I've been vaccinated and I think everybody should be vaccinated, which is my belief. Everybody who for whom it is healthy to take the vaccine, people are going to react to that. Anytime I brought it up on the air when I was hosting the radio show, you'd get somewhere between half a dozen and twenty texts 
everything from shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. You get people that would send in the links to websites showing the truth about the vaccine. You'd get people that would accuse you of being a communist and everybody, not everybody's going to take your, your little vaccine. And look, the, the vast majority of people in the country are, are in favor of, of not just the vaccine, but of, of mandates and those sort of things. But there's a significant chunk who are adamantly opposed to it. Anybody that talks about it is going to experience some level of quote-unquote blowback. And and for Rogers, it seems like he's he's just not able to, to, to deal with that or to slough that off or to just... It, it's it, he he hears everything and maybe it's that that sort of thin-skinned rabbit-eared and there have been signs that he has it before look when they beat the seahawks and he said i guess god was a packers fan like we, we all know what he was doing he was he was annoyed that russell wilson in the past had had made references to exactly to to his faith to god when it came to games and and Rogers, Rogers trolled him. The same sort of thing happened in 2011. I think that was the they opened they opened the season. The Packers opened the season. It was right after the lockout. Packers opened the season against the Saints, and there had been some stories written about how the Saints were having players only workouts during the lockout. The play the Saints were so committed they were continuing to practice together, even though the 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 NFL facilities wouldn't be open. And after the Packers won that game, I remember Rogers making some sort of sideways remark. Kind of snide about like, yeah, they weren't the only ones that were practicing. And and the the clear insinuation that I got from it is that Rogers was kind of annoyed and felt that the Saints had made a big deal about these practices that they were doing. Like, look how dedicated we are, and that they were weren't doing anything that other teams weren't doing. And as a matter of fact, they were just being more of uh, showboats about it, kind of. So that there's always been that sort of appearance that he hears everything. And there are sensitive dudes. Like Ken Griffey Jr. was a player who was sensitive to criticism, whether it was real or perceived. Like that's, there are some guys that, that's not surprising. All across, like when you look at the whole range of people, like some people are sensitive to any sort of criticism. The part, the part for me though is that that reality for Rodgers does not correlate with this sort of image that he has, and specifically in his conversations with Pat McAfee and in these past two months that he's tried to sort of cultivate of him being this authentic, like true-to-himself personality. Because that doesn't describe the actions that we've seen from him. Like the person who's truly unapologetically themselves isn't reacting to and antagonized by what other people think of them. That's one of the things why I would say that that's an ideal of mine is to not have my behavior dictated by my feelings about what others might think or what others do think. And, And yet you can see throughout, look, a person who is unapologetically themselves doesn't mislead people about being vaccinated. That that person either says, no, I'm not vaccinated, or says, I'm not going to talk about that. The person who is unapologetically true to themselves doesn't mislead people about that. The person who is unapologetically true to themselves doesn't decide, I'm, I'm just not going to follow that rule because I think it's stupid. When 
oh, that also keeps you from tipping off that, that, that you were unvaccinated. And afterwards, when you get in trouble, okay, now I'll follow that rule. Like all of these things are behaviors that, that he kind of Look, an unapologetically like, authentic person doesn't name check Ayn Rand in a Monday night football interview with the Manning brothers. And then a couple days later say, yeah, I brought that up as, cause I knew that would drive my critics wild. Like that's what trolls do. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done that all the power to him. I'm saying that's not the kind of behavior that this sort of empathetic yet strong individual that, that Rogers is claiming he is. And he went on a little bit more because in, in this conversation about being someone who's true to themselves, who's authentic, and that's what we all want to be, he also described that there are some people like that and there are some people that fall into this other category. And this was, when he describes what this other category is, I think you get a much clearer picture of kind of how he sees the world. Not not as it relates just to vaccines, but how, how he sees the world. Here, listen to how he describes the other type of people. You have these true like authentic to themselves, no matter what, ma- the, what what happens. And then you have these other people. And there are a lot of those people who are acting and playing roles. I think there's an animosity that comes with it, with with people who are authentically themselves and are unapologetic themselves. Uh, because if you if you can't join it, you got to have something on it. You know, you got to damage it or disparage it if, if you can't be that, that type of person for whatever reason. I think a lot of it is fear. It's just fear of people... Uh, what if I am totally myself and I'm not liked or not appreciated or not understood? That part, that part might be right about people being afraid of what happens. Like it is, it is hard to be yourself. It is, it is intimidating to just be yourself and put yourself out there. I, I, I think that the, what you get from doing that vastly outweighs the risk of it. And, and every, everything that I've experienced and specifically I'll say my experience on the radio and talking about different things, whether it was my issues with alcohol, the fact that I have depression, losing my mom. Like I've been really open about a lot of things and I've found that in being vulnerable, it's actually been a huge source of strength for me. I think it's made me more creative. Like there's a lot of different things that's come to it, but it's a risk and and it is, it is scary because you are revealing parts of yourself and some people will react to it negatively, but you hear him, what he's describing is there are authentically the people who are authentically themselves and then there are haters like that's that's basically what he's saying there are people that want to be themselves and then there are the other people who can't be themselves so they tear us down it's it's him and haters like that's that's what it and criticism if someone criticizes you it doesn't mean they're hating on you like that's disagreement like that's debate. the The fact that there there are going to be people that listen to this and disagree with my opinion about vaccines or my opinion about vulnerability or whatever, like that's that's just the reality. Like that's that's not. I don't I don't have haters because of that. And and for Aaron Rodgers, if there's someone like me that says I think that your decision not to be vaccinated, I think it's misguided. I think it shows that you've had a bad diet of information that you're talking to people who don't have as much expertise and knowledge in the area of vaccines and epidemiology and all of that but that that's not hate that that's that's a difference of opinion and he thinks that anybody who 
feels that way, anybody who feels that way is in some is in some way personally against him. And look, it, he's been famous for a long time, and he's been a really important player. And maybe part of that is that you're just used to having everybody co-sign or let you do whatever you want to do without saying anything to you. But that's not the way the world works. And if you're going to, if, if anytime someone speaks negatively about you, you feel that that person is hating on you or not letting you be yourself. No, man, like not, you're allowed to be yourself by not worrying about what other people say. Again, he didn't lose that much in this. I compared him to Novak Djokovic and the situations are different. Like the, the, the situations are different. They're both unvaccinated. Neither one was completely honest about their circumstances, though in Jokovic's case, he he lied or misled, filled out immigration forms wrong. And then he, he also he didn't follow quarantine procedures after he he said he tested positive for covid when he was when he was in Europe. Whereas Rogers just misled reporters, which is a totally different deal. They're not they're not the same the same transgression. And. Jokovic is trying to get into another country that has a whole different list of procedures. But Jokovic, he looked at it like it sounded like he got an indication from the provincial government there in in Australia that he would get an exemption. He arrives. The national government is like, no, you're not getting the exemption. And then for a week, there's this big spectacle over whether or not he's going to get the exemption where he ultimately doesn't. He gets denied access to to play in a tournament that he'd won the year before he might as as i understand it he might not there's a three-year ban that comes along with being denied entry we'll see if that ends up he is unable to go to australia for the next three years but like those are actual consequences from being unvaccinated he 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 wasn't able to play the sport that he earns his living at i don't feel bad for him and it's not like i think that he was i'm not sure he was treated fairly but he clear he the rules said you couldn't come into Australia unless you were vaccinated. He wanted an exemption. He didn't get the exemption. Like that the the way it went through, like him being unvaccinated cost him an opportunity to work. Rogers hasn't had that. And the NFL has its own rules. But I mean, while the Australian national government really did make a spectacle out of that, and the Packers and the NFL, they never ratted out Rogers as being unvaccinated during those three months between when he told reporters that he'd been immunized when he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't classified as a vaccinated player in that time nobody ratted him out so that that idea that he is he has somehow been oppressed through all of this he's been criticized and if if people get schadenfreude over watching his team lose i'm sure that feels pretty lousy if you're him but the the idea that that makes him some sort of martyr is it's it's just it seem it's not it's not congruent. It doesn't mesh with. It doesn't jibe with that whole idea that he's talking about about being this person who's true to yourself. I started this podcast by saying that there was something that Aaron Rodgers said that I agreed with. I'm going to end with the exact same thing. I'm going to end with the the same sort of sentiment of I, I believe that this is something that, like that first clip, I agree with Rodgers. And I hope, I hope that he ends up 
sort of living more according to this, because I do think it would make him happier. And that's my armchair psychology, which costs exactly what you paid for it, which is nothing. I, I, hope, I hope for his sake he does, he does find the, the courage to, to be what he says he is. But the thing that inspires me is people who aren't apologetically themselves, that are authentically themselves, and that understand that it's not, it's not going to be for everybody. You know, it's not a popularity contest. You're not always going to be liked. You're not always going to be understood, um, appreciated, uh, respected uh, by people be, for whatever reason. But it doesn't stop you from being yourself over and over and over and over again. I agree with that. Shouldn't stop you from being yourself. Being comfortable with who you are is something I think we all can aspire to be. And people who are comfortable with who they are tend not to mislead others or to feel victimized and and turn it in. They're able to to live their life according to how they want to, as opposed to what they think others think about them. It is the dang apostrophe. I'm grateful for you listening. I'm excited for this ride and look forward to talking to you next week.